0: So uh, today, as you know that every time on, on weekday nights when I get up, we talk about the life of the Prophet ﷺ from the perspective of how he would deal and how he would treat different people. We have to understand that in the time of the Prophet وسلم, you had Sahaba ﷺ. There were some Sahaba who were brave, there were some Sahaba who were not so brave. You had some Sahaba who were very strong in their character, in their morale and so forth, and there were some who might be a little more weaker. There were some who were strong in leadership, there were some who were weak in leadership. Every single Sahabi had their strengths, and there were some Sahabi who had their weaknesses. This is why one time, one Sahabi came to the Prophet ﷺ, and he says, Ya Rasulullah, make me a leader. Rasulullah ﷺ said, You are not fit to be a leader. And that's why I will never make you a leader. So what Rasulullah ﷺ did was that he understood the weakness and the strengths of every single companion. And he would use them in their appropriate manner. Likewise, amongst the Sahaba ﷺ, there were some Sahaba who were dealing with self-esteem issues. They never had confidence like other Sahaba radiallahu they would have confidence. Now, when we talk about self-esteem issues, having low confidence in one's life, it could be for various reasons. Often, when a person has low self-esteem, it is because they're more concerned of what other people are thinking about them, or they have heard other people say things about them, or pass remarks about them that would highlight their weakness. And hence a person who has low self-esteem, they could even develop some insecurities about themselves. And eventually what happens is that a person, he tends to stay away from everyone else. They don't like to be around other people. Rasulullah he knew that there were some sahaba رضي الله عنهم, that they had some kind of insecurities. There were some sahaba who were dealing with low self-esteem. Now in our day and age, what we do is when we see someone who has low self-esteem, sometimes we might tell them, go and get help. Go and seek some mental health uh, mental health help. And sometimes, as a parent, it could happen also in many cases, that instead of helping them, we may even antagonize them. We may even be critical of them. Why do you have low, low self-esteem? Grow up, be a man. We say these kind of things sometimes to our children too. What happens is that instead of instilling confidence in them, we even increase, we magnify their insecurities. We magnify their so, their confidence issues. So that is why we always go back to the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Because he taught us that when you have people like this in your community, there's a certain way that you deal with them. I'm going to share with you inshallah today three stories from the life of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that how he was able to instill confidence. And not only that, but these people who may have had low self-esteem, or they may have a body issue. You know, like people, they say, there are a lot of people who com- complain about the way they look. You know, some people say, I have a big nose. Some people say, I have a small nose. My hairline this, my head is big. My head is this shape and so forth. Why, is, why did Allah create my eyes this way? Why did Allah give me this color eyes? We always have these kind of, you know, con- you know complaints about ourselves. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us and the best way that he wanted us to. So when we have these kind of complaints, there were some Sahaba who had some physical abnormalities. There were some who made fun of those Sahaba and the Prophet he would tell them, he would highlight their strongest things about themselves, the most impressive things about their personality. So the very first story is a story of a companion by the name of Zahir. Zahir is mentioned that وَكَانَ دَمِيمًا he was not a very attractive person. Whenever people would come across him because of his physical appearance, people would generally tend to stay away from Zahid. So the Prophet ﷺ is mentioned by Anas ibn Malik, Kana yuhibbuhu. The Prophet ﷺ loved Zahid very, very much. And one day Zahid is standing in the marketplace. He's in Medina, standing in the marketplace. So Rasulullah ﷺ, he comes and he grabs Zahid from the back. He grabs Zahir from the back, and one narration says that he covered his eyes. And he began to say that, who is this? Get off of me, get off of me. And he turned around and he saw that it was none other than Rasulullah ﷺ. So you see, the Prophet with a person who felt that he was not, he, you know, he was not accepted in the community, he was not accepted in the society. Rasulullah is having a good time with him. He's making him feel good. And then not only that, but then he says that Rasulullah ﷺ. When he turned, he saw the Prophet He never said anymore, "Who is this?" And then the Prophet he says, alghulam." Who's going to buy this slave? That's all he said. The Prophet said, Who's going to buy this slave? And at that time, Zahir said, Ya Rasulullah, I'm not a slave, but even if I was a slave, no one would buy me. I have no value. My value is nothing. People don't think of me of anything. People don't have any value for me. What did Rasulullah say to him to build his confidence? to build, to get rid of this low self-esteem. He says, Zahir, you, know, you think that no one will purchase you because you have no value? In the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is no one who can put a price tag on you. There is no one who can put a value on you because your value in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is priceless. How do you think Zahir after that felt? A man who had no confidence. A man who thought I have no value. The Prophet ﷺ is telling him, you have such an amazing value in the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that no price, there no, there's no one who can put a price tag on you. Now, next story. We're talking about Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu an. Ibn Mas'ud radiallahu an, we all know that mashallah, he was a great scholar of Quran. He was a great scholar of fiqh and so forth. In fact, Imam Hanifa his fiqh predominantly... A, um, emerges from the opinions of Ibn Mas'ud Ibn Mas'ud an, Most people don't know that he was a, he was very short in terms of his phys- in, in terms of his physique. He was very short, and is mentioned about his legs, okay, about his legs, that they were very thin. They were very thin. So one day he got up on a tree because the Prophet needed something. So he got on a tree, and as he came down. His thumb must have come up. And the sahaba there, they, began, they saw his thin legs. Okay, They saw his thin legs and they, beg- they began to make fun of him. They began to make a mockery of his thin legs. And they began to say some insensitive remarks. Now now think about this. Ibn Mas'ud, in terms of his height, in terms of you know, the build of his legs, it's not like, other, like everyone else. And at that time, while they're making fun of him, Now imagine a person in that situation, everyone's making fun of you, everyone's laughing at you, you feel insecure, you feel down. Rasulullah came and he said that you make fun of this leg and this shin of Ibn Mas'ud that is so thin. But the Prophet he says that by Allah, on Allah's scale, on Allah's scale of justice, they are heavier than Mount Uhud. Rasulullah Wasallam, he sees that a man is being made fun of. What did the Prophet do? He came and he told them his value. Not only that, but we also find in the case of Bilal Now, I want you to understand about the situation of Bilal. You know, there are a lot of people who, who have gone through some psychological trauma in their life, emotional trauma in their life. And what happens is that people sometimes may even move, shift from one city to another city. They may even go to another state and they start a new life. You know why? Because they cannot see those people, and they cannot be around people who have traumatized them in their life. Now think about Bilal He used to be in Mecca. He he remembers very clearly how he was dragged in the streets of Mecca, and how kids would throw stones at him. He remembers how he was put his back on the ground on the burning hot sand. And a rock and a stone placed on his chest, and telling him that give up Iman, give up Islam. And he would say, What? Ahad, Ahad. That he would affirm his faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He remembers everything. Now the time comes for Fatah Makkah. He is, so far, he's in Medina. He's with Rasulullah sallallahu a place where everyone has given him izza and dignity and respect. He is the muadhin of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. But now the time has come that we have to go back to Makkah, because Fath Makkah is taking place, and there, perhaps, Bilal radiallahu an will see those same people who were his masters, the Prophet sallallahu in front of those people who were his masters at one time. He wanted to raise the value. He wanted to raise the confidence of Bilal and give him this honor and sharf and dignity that those people who used to own him one time, those people who used to abuse him at one time, now in front of them, Allah the Prophet, the Prophet of Allah is giving him so much izzah. On the day of Fath Makkah, when the Prophet ﷺ came, and they said that, you know, people began to say, what is the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam going to do now? And the Prophet Sallallahu says, al yawm, al yawmu, Marhamah." today is a day of rahmah and day of mercy. When he came in from the Quraysh, the Quraysh said that we know you as a noble man. You are the son of a noble man. At one time, they could not even stand the sight of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Today, they feel like the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is coming with vengeance. And they're saying that we know you as a as a noble man. And the Prophet ﷺ said, let them go. I'm not going to take revenge from anyone today. At that time, the Prophet ﷺ, he told Bilal, Bilal, you stand up high and you call out the adhan. And subhanAllah, when he called out the adhan, These same Qurayshi leaders who were his masters at one time, they they were saying to themselves that how can Rasulullah give honor and dignity and give this man such a position in front of us and we are the elite of the Quraysh. But the Prophet wanted to send a very strong message that before Islam, a man who did not have Izzah, after Islam, this man, I'm going to give him izzah. Islam provides izzah. And a man like Bilal radiallahu I'm going back to Mecca and he had all these memories because this happens. Imagine seeing someone that you have been traumatized by. Imagine seeing them every time in your life, ever in your life. And wallahi, you will start shivering. Wallahi, you start, you know, you start, you know, you know, you start sweating and you start feeling uncomfortable. Why? Because you have memories. And those bad memories are again coming up and Bilal could feel that. So the Prophet ﷺ wanted to make Bilal feel honored and he gave him that honor. And so we learn from this is that when there are people, first of all in our families, or if there are people in our community who have, self, they have self-esteem issues or they have insecurities, it is our job as a Muslim learning from Rasulullah ﷺ, that how he would treat these kind of people, how he would make them feel honored, how he would make them feel valued. This is what we need to highlight. As I said earlier, I'm going to finish on this. Usually when it comes to self-esteem issues, they, begin, they occur when they hear some negativity about themselves and they've become, they fall under pressure. When you come across a person who is dealing with low self-esteem, highlight something good about them. Highlight some positive about them. Every single person has positives and every person has negatives. Highlight the positives. Make them feel good about themselves. Make them feel honored and make them feel dignified. And this is how Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he would treat people because at the end of the day, it is not our job to judge people. Allah says in the Quran, لا يسخر قوم من قوم That do not ever make a mockery of anyone. Why? Because they could be better than you In the eyes of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala So I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala To give us the ability To understand these things And may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to do What Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa do in all circumstances Amirul rabbal alameen Wa rizakumullah khair assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh إن المسلمين والمسلمات والمؤمنين والمؤمنات the والقانتاتِ والصادقين والصادقات والصابِرين والصابرات والخاشعين والخاشِعَات والخاشعين والخاشعَاتِ والمتصدقين والمتصدقات the الصائمات والحافظين فرجهم والحافظات والذاكرين الله كثيرا والذاكرات اعد الله لهم مغفرة واجرا عظيم